Hey guys, welcome to Tackle Your Personal Best. Hey guys, welcome to Tackle Your Personal Best, the podcast where we talk about fishing. My name is Mike. My name is Ron. And today we're going to be talking about the dog days of summer and how it could be a good time to bass fish from the bank. So, what's up, buddy? Nothing much, buddy. Uh, been working, uh, sweating my ass off pretty much most of the days. Yeah, it's fucking hot out. Yeah, yeah. What about you, man? Same shit, different day. Going to work, trying to put Same in. Shit. Trying pull to pull it right. Exactly. <laughs> trying to uh, trying to wet a line when I can. I mean, you know, trying to get yeah, the kayak out there. Yeah, yeah. So. I got a couple you. of days of fishing out. Uh, not much, but a couple of days. You know, yeah. it was fun. Uh, that definitely was. Uh, I have a break from the boy for the week and and the wife, so I'm loving life right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, always uh, that's always a yeah, good time. The boys at grandma's house. The wife's in Maine, so I'm like, yes. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna run around the house naked. Hey, all right. <laughs> Nothing better oh. than walking around your own house naked. <laughs> yeah, especially during the dog days of summer, right? Exactly. Sweating your balls off. <laughs> it's been oh, it's man. been dude, it's been miserably hot. Miserably hot this summer. I don't know what the hell's going on. You know, they say the fucking ice caps are melting and all this shit, but I don't know what's going on, but it is miserably fucking hot. And it seems like every year it seems like it's getting hotter. Um, but it, it, I think if you could bear it out right now, uh, you know, it's probably the best time to bank fish. You right. Know, if, if, if you don't have a boat, if you don't have a kayak, and you're you're trying to bank fish, it's probably one of the good times to do it too. You know, um, for many examples. You know, uh, I mean, I'm pretty pretty sure you're having luck closer to the edge right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, closer to the edge. You know, up in them grass lines, things like that. You know, my my biggest problem right now, though, is that you know as well as I do, the bass are just, you know, they're so lethargic and so finicky and picky during the summertime. You know, when they're up, you know, springtime, when they're up on their bed, and, you know, when they just come off of their bed, I mean, they're slamming. But, well, they have to. I mean, they're, they're trying to feed and, you know, either feed before spawning and feeding after spawning when they're protecting their beds. So they're just hungry. They're eating anything that swings past their face. Right, right now, we got low oxygen levels. They're lethargic. Um, unless you put something right in front of their face or get a reaction bait, a bite from them, they're not moving, man. They're trying to find good oxygen levels. They're trying to find cooler waters. They're, they're, they're staying, either they're going deep into um, hole pockets or they're finding shallow land right now you know yeah that, that's where i mean I, I told you a couple you know a couple of days ago i was just out on my pond you know it, it's my pond's overflowing it's flooding my yacht my yard right now yeah and walking where i normally drive a truck i had bass swim right past me and this is in four inches of water mm-hmm. you know so and they're in the grass they're not even talking about waterline grass my yard grass your lawn yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it scared the hell out of me yeah <laughs> so i'm like looking out in the pond casting casting walking as i'm reeling and like, right yeah asked me I'm like what the fuck yeah you know but uh, that, that's why i'm saying bank fishing right now is probably your best bet you know I'm, i told you the, the there's a funny meme out there when you're on a boat, you're casting towards the shore, but when you're on land, you're casting towards the center. Um, yeah. It's kind of like no matter where you're going, you're, 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 you're being the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, I think uh, finding those grass lines, finding, finding those rock edges, I mean, wherever you're at right now is the time to fish shallow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you mentioned um, dog days of summer. I mean, you know, I know we've got some talking points here to go over, you know, what... Um, What's going on? You know, what what do you think is going on out there in the fishing world? You know, is there anything that we should be looking for or 
you know, a specific bait that we should, we should be throwing? You know, what do you got, you know, to bring to the table today? Well, I mean, we could spend a whole show of baits and depending on region. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, it, it, we can go over rigs, but a lot, of good, a lot of things right now is where to find the fish, how to find the fish. Um, and like I said, we're hot. Uh, fish are lethargic, low oxygen levels, so there's a lot of points to go over with that, you know, and um, I think when it comes to fishing from a, you know, a, you know, pretty much a dock or a bank or wherever you're at, it, it's a good time right now because instead of having being on a boat and you have your graphs and wherever, you can easily spot fish. Um, you're looking for these, if you're fishing at a pond, or you're fishing at a lake or a dock, I mean, you, you're, it's much easier to scan your surroundings and find a spot that you're know, like, oh, that looks good. Um, yeah. Like I said, the fish are lethargic, man. You know, imagine if you've been fished all year round and you're just exhausted. You're, there's no oxygen. It's hot. Just like us working, we don't want to move. We don't want to do nothing. They've seen every bait so far run past their head during pre-spawn, post-spawn. Um, so they're very picky, you know. So... Finding those spots that you think are either a like well let's go my first point is pressured waters. Um, it's easy for you to say oh go to a dock and fish the dock. I mean yeah it's going to be shade. There's going to be some maybe some rock pilings from erosion or pi uh, just anything right around that dock. But I think one of the good points I bring up here is like uh, pond fishing. You know. Um, Find a spot that's less pressured. Find that spot that people don't go very often. You know, find right. that, find that spot because they're 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 running away from that that uh, distraction or whatever you may call it from people just constantly fishing them. They're going to that quiet place where they can chill, relax. No different than us going to the beach and suntanning, but right. not right now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. And it seems it's like especially especially down in Florida, you know. <laughs> We have a season down here, you know, we have, you know, our our seasonal months, which is basically fall, winter, and spring, and, you know... We have them? The, <laughs> you know what I mean. But, I thought it was uh, hot, rain, and cold. <laughs> yeah, typically that's what it is, but but uh, what I mean is, is you know, we've, we've, during the technical seasons, um, yeah. you know, we have all these damn people down here. And, you know, if we want to go out, you know, go to the beach or if, if you and I wanted to do some saltwater fishing or something like that, you know, the beaches are so fucking crowded that, you know, we can't even get there and, and wet a line, you know, just because the, the, everybody's just, they're, they're just flocking to these places. So, you know, we tend to, you know, I think, I think probably in our future we should probably go out and actually do like summertime saltwater and then wintertime we do freshwater because i mean they're so lethargic right now you know the bass you know just trying to get out there and catch a largemouth i mean there, there's so many technical things with with you know going in and, and figuring out what they're biting on i mean me and d train you know D-Train and I were, were, have, have been trying to figure out, you know, what they're biting on, where they're at, you know, and, and we know they're up in the grass line, but, you know, what time of day, you know, we've been watching the barometer, things like that, so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of been a pain in the ass to be out there fishing during the summertime this year, so. I will say that it's sometimes easier to resort back to saltwater um, when it's getting hard, you know, because yeah. then you just look, oh, high tide, low tide, I mean, you know, bait for fish. Uh, it's a little little easier to get those bites, um, but like I said, it's not let's not shy away from the banks. Uh, yeah. If, if you can bear the heat, there's you know besides what they're biting. I mean, if you could, if you can eliminate some variables, let's say like, all right, well we could talk about like I said all day what they're biting on, what to find, but and then you then you still got to find where they're at. You know? Right. But what's the, what if we eliminate one half of that equation? Uh, let's say you could spot fish and kind of get a good idea of where they're at. Then you're just trying to figure out what they're biting. Right. And then you can spend more time trying to figure out what they're biting in a spot that may have them than you are going to be doing all of them. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, the good bring up some good points. You know, um, 
I, I said that they're in the grasslands. Uh, and that's just, I mean, not just here in Florida, but it's everywhere. But they, they, it's not just grasslands. Uh, we're talking about riprap's. We're talking about laydowns. We're talking about docks, uh, deep water, uh, specifically docks that go on the edge of deep water. That's a really good spot. Uh, but then keep in mind pressure. You know, if the fish have been pressured, which they have been all year, they might be picky. You know, they might have yeah. seen that one worm that swim by them all the time. And they're like, oh, that, I know that one. Don't yep. bite that. Yep, and that's and that's me, and you don't know damn well that that's me too because I'm a finesse guy and I throw the same fucking worms every single time. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes changing it up and fishing these spots, but, you know, the key is the spot fish during the summer. Yeah. You know where they're going to be at. You know, either, you know, and it's and sometimes when I would hear people like, "Oh, they're either going to go deep, or they're going to go shallow." I mean, that like, dude, that's with everything. <laughs> it's like I'm going to have a good day and a bad day. You yeah. know, who, you know, that's everything. But to get more specific, they're not just swimming around. They're not really just traveling right now. They're finding that deep water pocket and in the hole in the middle of that pond, or you know wherever it's deep just and they're suspending themselves right off the bottom uh, to that perfect temperature and that perfect oxygen level but more than likely um they're getting shallow and and that sounds nuts because it's like oh well it's hot you would think three four inches of water it's going to be boiling but if the water has a current that's more oxygen there's way more oxygen in that shallow water than there is down deep right so you know if you don't have that boat you don't have that kayak and you could say, yeah, during post-spawn, pre-spawn, they're just biting, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Those are definitely easy times to go out and fish. Um, but, you know, right now, you don't need a boat. You don't need a boat. You know, you can go out and catch these fish if you know what you're looking for. Um, and, you know, and I do want to pull up later on, you know, a map, and I will give you through. But uh, some, some, like I said, some of the places... Uh, shallow grass. We got matted grass down here in Florida. We have hydrilla, uh, coon's tail, um, milkweed. Nope, milkweed. I have to say that probably wrong. Um, but we have mainly hydrilla, mainly right here. And you know, right now the rainy season's been really piling on the water. I mean, Florida, unpredictable rain. It, it can happen. And I just actually had a storm pass by just not so long ago. Um, so I'm glad my internet got cut out. Um, but right now the grass for us is growing really tall and it's matting up you know that provides cover they're going to mm -hmm. be in that they're going to be there you know um three inches of water they're going to be there you know so getting out punching grass <clears throat> frogging those situations that early mornings when it's cooler that could be good you know um those are the spots to look for and you know, they, you know, like I said, some top water, some weedless bait. It's definitely weedless for us down in here in Florida. Um, but those are the spots I'm going to be looking for. I'm going to go to a pond. I'm going to look at it and, and evaluate two things. All right, is this easy for me to get to? And if it is, I can guarantee other fishermen been there. Mm -hmm. You know, so they've been pressured fish. They're going to be even more pickier if they're even there. Um, so I'm going to probably try to go to a spot that may not be as easy with the right situation cover you know is it is there a lay down there is there rock structure is it a uh, riprap uh, you know it, so many variables and like i said i'm going to pull up the map here in a little bit and we can go over it one of our favorite fishing spots um where we drop my uh, my airworld kayak uh, the john boat um we copeland you know copeland right yeah 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 i'm familiar yeah man. big spot big lake uh island in the center um you know so Actually, instead of keep talking about it, let's let's go to it. Actually, all right, let's pull it up real quick. All right, so for you guys that don't know Naples, this is out near the Everglades. Um, I'm close to it. This is nearby Everglades City. Well, not quite city, but heading towards there. It's Friends of Akahatchee, known as Copeland for us. Now, when we pull in over here, this whole spot, leading, leading up over to here, this is easy to get to. There's a road, there's access. You know, so this is going to be a pressured spot. But even if I'm going to fish these spots, you know, you think we come in here, 
believe it or not, during the summer, uh, before, you know, during the drought season, this is all grass and this is down. You know, this is, you can walk across this, maybe a little bit muddy, but you can walk around. Right now, it's flooded. It's way up into here. So, we're looking for shade. If you're going to fish these pressure spots right here, this looks like a good spot for me. I'm going to go right here because you know, I can see a tree right here. It's giving me some good shade. Um, sun's raising from the east. Well, so, and, you know. and, and also to point out, it's also a point. And yeah. that's, they also tend to you know sit there where that current is not moving across them, but moving in front of them so that when you know, the bait ball comes by or, you know, the, a random, uh, you know, shad or something like that comes by, they can just launch out and grab it real quick without having to use much energy, kind of like a snook in salt water. Oh, yeah, and definitely. And that's, that's creating that ambush point. You know, mm -hmm. when you're thinking fishing bass, bass are, uh, bass are predators, man. They're, they're, they're going to sit there. They're going to be looking out waiting for something to come swimming in where they can ambush them um sort of like you know matted grass when you're fishing frogs you know they're they're looking up at that grass waiting for that frog to move and they're looking for that prime prime time to just reach out and get it and like i said the sun the sun is glaring right here so you know right here in this point like you said is a good time to fish and this is casting a shadow this is a good spot mm -hmm. but it's pressured it's really pressured right now. So yeah. they've seen all those finesse baits and topwater baits and stuff like that that we've we've been throwing. Well, what about out here? You know, when we come to the backside, yeah, I got a lot of sun on this whole sign. Uh, so during during early mornings, it would be good. But you know, like I said, again, spot fishing, man. I'm gonna look for these shadows, and you can see shadows right here. Mm -hmm. uh, that the, the, the G, you know that our Google satellite is picking up, uh, you can see shadows all in this. And you don't imagine how, and I've been out here. This is a trek through the woods, man, in, in Florida woods. It's weeds and vines and thick brush. It, it's hard to get to. So guess yeah. what? No one's going there. <laughs> yeah, and the last time we went out is, is just to point this out, um, the water level was much lower, it was cold, and it was rainy. So, you know, all of those laydowns and all of those shadows and stuff like that were non-existent at the time. So it seems like, you know, they would be such good spots, especially, you know, if you look um, at those two points, the peninsula and at the very point of the island, you mm -hmm. know, those seem like really, really good spots. Again, bringing up the, you know, the, the point area, you know, where they would just kind of lay there hang out and just wait for that strike because they're just being lazy you know yeah we came through with a boat we came down here we were fishing this this side we were just fishing and retrieving fishing and retrieving fishing and retrieving nothing mm -hmm. nothing we've been this corner and we kept slamming right here and why do you yep. think it is sun's coming this way this is a shadow this is mm -hmm. shadow spot or a spot right on the point yep. they're there and we moved over here in this back corner we were hitting them we were hitting yep. them um, again, these are spots that they're not—they're not easily fished. They're not easily get to, you know. And, I mean, this looks small on the on 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 the map, but it's it's relatively big size, you know. And it, we were catching them over here uh, towards the end of the, late of the day, but you know, again, like this whole spot was pressure. I I don't know how many times I fished this back area, and it's just extra hard. I can catch bass out there, but it's just really hard. It's these high-pressure spots, especially in the summer months. They're going to be picky. You know, you're going to. It's going to be require a little bit more work for, on your half. But again, going on to what I said, bank fishing. Right now is a good time to do it. I mean, yeah, we can always say, you know, when, you know, post-spawn, pre-spawn. But you could do that anytime. You know, you can go fish right. those on a boat, and they're going to bite. Uh, you know, but what do you do during the summer months? When it's hot, when it, you know, when it's brutal out and, you know, like everyone's like, well, you got to fish in the morning, you got to fish in the night. You can catch fish in the middle of the day in these shaded spots on these points. You're, you you got to look for these things, you know, and it, it's, it's much easier to do that than it is to, you know, spot fish than it is to, 
Oh, my bad. I, and I'm trying to switch back. It, it's much easier to spot fish. Go out to that pond, look at this area, and ask yourself, is this a pressured area or is this difficult to go to? I mean, imagine you're out in the sun right now. You, do you want to be out there? Would you want to be standing in the shade? You know, it's much, we're, we're not much different in that perspective. We're not going to enjoy the heat. We're going to be lethargic. To go to those places that are going to be perfect for you, your situation, those spa-like situations where you're just chilling, you're yeah. getting everything you need right there, uh, you know, and more reason why they move in the front is bait fish, bluegill are spawning right now, frogs mm -hmm. are just I mean, spawning like crazy right now, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, going back to match the hatch or whatever, these are the fish that are going, they're, they're, they're going there for oxygen levels, cooler water temperature, and the bait fish, easy catches, you know, this is their lazy time of the year. They get to relax, chill. This is vacation, <laughs> without <laughs> without being vacation. But yeah. right, yeah, yeah. This is vacation. This is their time to chill right now, and you know, find those prime situations. So, you know, like I said, we could talk about baits all day long, um, but different waters, different things. You know, we got our common baits, but you know, one thing I think about when I go out, what's hatching? What what's right now? Um, so yeah, I'm gonna be using frogs right now. I mean, top water's good almost year-round in the right in the right spots but you know i try to match what is hatching right now at the mm -hmm. moment you know whether it be a duck or a frog for top water or even spooks things like that that i'm trying to resemble uh bait fish so things like that you know so it, it constantly changes and but for us we have a lot of weeds i'm going to be using if i'm going to go punching or i'm going to be going weedless mostly you know it so it's kind of hard to narrow down on baits and when you live you know let's say from florida to california you know it's just it changes right but to look for those structures is what you what you want to do that will give you the best bet then kind of eliminate what baits you're biting right in the moment you know that's 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 half the game right there yeah finding those spots Right, you know, and I'm pretty sure the next time you go on, you know, on the kayak with D train, you're gonna be like, "Where's those points? Where's those grass? Where's the shade?" You know. Yeah, <laughs> and and, and I'm... don't be afraid to throw into the grass either. Right, Get that thing stuck. You know, pull those weeds out if you need to. Doesn't take long, but cast a lot and you know and repeat the spots. This is not post spawn, pre spawn. You can sit in one shaded spot, get relaxed, and just keep casting, and you're gonna get something. And then yeah. maybe bit. They're those big fish, I, I've had, I'm going to go back here. So, when this is flooded, and, and just, I told you, like, fish swimming past my feet in the grass line. Yeah. When this is flooded, this is all a, up into here. This whole area is flooded with about, I don't know, it goes, it varies, but less than a foot of water. I have caught three pound bass in these areas right here in this in the grass in daylight you know but the i was actually just trying to work out a uh, a bird's nest so i was just letting out my line walking it out and then as i was reeling back believe it or not i had a bass on wow. it's in the grass <laughs> <laughs> this is the time i lost my bait bag by the way out here and then a week later oh, i went shit. out and found it <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, you you called me. I did, did you call me when you lost it? I think you were out with Joe when that happened. Yeah, I, lo I lost it, but I called it. I think I called you when I found it because I was so surprised. That's right. That I found yeah, that's it. right. Yeah, I, I was like, holy crap, I found it. I go out there <laughs> a week later. A week later. Okay, first of all, I lost a bag full of flukes. It doesn't seem much, but if you know me, I, I go big or go home. So, I mean, a bag full of flukes, I had like $50 in this bag. <laughs> <Just a> different <laughs> flukes. <laughs> so, I lost that. I was changing the hook. I had this little thing on me and I lost a Zoom topwater uh, popper on the hook, already rigged, ready for me to tie on. So, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to find this. No way I'm going to find this. The people fish this area like crazy all the time. There's no way I'm, I'm, I'm encountered a loss. I went to the Dick's Sporting Goods and, and between other places and bought all that stuff again. <laughs> went out there a week <laughs> later. A week later, and I find it. All right. Not only the bag, but I'm like, oh, sweet. I get so excited. I find the bag. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep fishing. And I'm fishing and fishing. I walk 
a hundred yards, and I'm and I'm, you know, again, I had a little bit of uh, what could potentially be a bird's nest, so I'm straightening out the line real quick, and then I reeling in, and I keep walking, and I'm sludging through this water because it's flooded, and and I'm looking down in front of my feet because gators, snakes, you know, but what did I find? My floating top water fish, a hundred yards away from where I found, found, already on the hook, just floating in the water. I'm like, dude, I better go buy a lottery ticket right now. I just, I found everything I lost and just pretty much spent fifty dollars on all this stuff again. Just, yeah. I'm like, oh sweet, I'll hang this up in my room. <laughs> wow, man. But, but That's... yeah, right there. That these grasses are for us, especially in Florida. This is the time to rip it. You know, rip those weeds out. They're going to be there. You know, yeah. Uh, either whether in finesse fishing, uh, but like I said, there's. I mean, I got lay down structures, matted grass, uh, docks, shallow grass, uh, shallow grass. You know, so you got your grass lines, yeah. Uh, shade lines, rocks, rip. Uh, you know, if you find a rocky edge, uh, those provide just as much cover for bait fish, which and big bass as much as anything else. So yeah. they're going to be right there. They're going to be biting those things. Mm-hmm. So definitely go out and try it. Definitely, definitely go out and try it. But yeah, for sure. What about you? <sighs> oh, oh. You and Mike, uh, you and D-Train, uh, you and Mike, you and D-Train, I mean, that's what you, you guys, he says, uh, oh, I don't know what to throw or where to throw. I mean, now go out there and try this stuff. You've got a couple of weeks before... Yeah. I mean, before the water starts, I mean, it's going to stay flooded for a while, I mean, a month or yeah. so. De- de- definitely give this a shot, get, especially in a kayak. If you're going to kayak, you can get right up on those weeds, push yourself out with a paddle, just sit there and stop paddling for a minute, and fish those areas. Yeah. Cast around you, you know what yeah. I mean? That's going to be the fun time. And when you catch those matted, uh, matted and dug-in fish, Dude, it, it may not be, they're lethargic, so it may not be as a big as a fight, but then you're reeling in grass and a fish and everything else. There's a little bit more of a, a, a different side of a fun game right there. Yeah. Hang on a second. Let me open my door. My dog is barking. One <laughs> bonkers. She's upset. <laughs> She got upset because she can hear me talking, but the door was closed. <laughs> You're not allowed to be alone, Mike. I know, I know. I'm, I'm never, never. Oh, she just bashed her head on my desk. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I went out with D Train. Um, so I think a couple weeks ago now, and um, he's got you know a, a nice two person kayak and and. Um, he uh, he got a fish finder. He got a Garmin. Uh, I think a Striker or something like that, or Strike Pro or, or whatever the heck it is. And uh, he was basically telling me, you know, this is our depth of water. This is where they're at. And at that time, especially that time of day, they were suspending. We were in about seven or eight feet of water, and they were suspending at about four feet. And you know, we were trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. And it's probably somewhere around like 7.30 maybe, 7, mm-hmm. 7.30, maybe 8 o'clock at the most or at the latest. And uh, he told me that they were suspended in about four feet of water. So I threw on a wacky rig with a Senko. And uh, I shit you not, I mean, I was slamming all of a sudden after that because I was getting that slow fall coming mm-hmm. out of it. And like I said, I'm a finesse guy, so, you know, Wacky Rig is one of my friends. So, you know, I, I threw that out there. You know, I probably, you know, I was, I, I was having a one fish to every probably two to four casts, mm-hmm. which isn't, isn't too bad. You know, it's not great, but, you know, that's, that's pretty, pretty decent for just being out there, you know, having a good time. And uh, I probably caught four or five fish that night. Him and uh, his wife, Carrie, you know, they, they caught two or three fish between them. So, I mean, it, that was a good night. Um, you know, just, just, just figuring out. It, it's almost rewarding, you know what I mean? Like, just mm. figuring out. 
I got it. I dialed it in. I got the right bait. It's the right time. It's perfect. You know, we're out here. We're doing the damn thing. And, you know, we're catching fish and we're having a good time. That's the whole point of why we do this sport. You know what I mean? Mm. Catching any big ones? Was it big uh, I'd say the biggest one. And I know because D-Train and I went out a couple of times. And he'll sit here and he'll... He'll he'll tell you because uh, he he commented on my Instagram post and he said I posted a fish and it was I don't know maybe a pound or something like that and he was like mine was bigger and I I got a laugh out of that so um, I'd say probably the biggest one was like a pound pound and a half they weren't too too big um, his wife caught a a, a six pounder a couple of weeks ago which oh, wow. is yeah which I mean that thing was a massive six-pounder, too. I mean, it was good-sized fish. You know, I think my personal best is, um, I don't know, three pounds, three and a half pounds or something like that. So, you know, still working on it, but, hey, you know, we're all working on something. Um, but, yeah, six pounds, I mean, that's just, that's that's a good fish. That's that's a... Good uh, coral yeah, in a that, city area. Exactly, exactly. It's a, it's a tourney fish, you know, it's a tournament mm-hmm. fish, so... But yeah, but that's no, pretty I mean, much sounds good out there. That is, it, it, six pound is phenomenal out there. You're, we're talking Cape Coral is a a big city, not huge, like not like Tampa or Miami or anything like that. But for what it has for freshwater, it's definitely overfished. For mm-hmm. that fish to get that big is it, it's just a struck of luck out there. You know, it, it's been hiding <laughs> for a while. You know, so it that's a nice fish. Um, I live a little bit more south, and you know, like the picture I just showed you, you know, it's Copeland, and it's over towards the Everglades. We got monsters out here. You definitely mm-hmm. got to bring him out here. <laughs> when he, when his wife's caught that six, and it's been a while. Imagine what, like Joe, Joe caught that nine point two five. Thing looked like my thigh. <laughs> looked like my thigh. Wow. Like, I'm six seven, dude. My thigh is not something a little. Human. It looked like my thigh. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> Oh, you know, wow. and it was out of, out of actually out of Copeland, where he caught that, back in that area that I was showing you. And you know, and every time I've gone out there, even during post spawn and all these things, I mean, yeah, I can catch them out deep. But mo- when I'm bank fishing, most of the time I catch them twelve feet away from me. Mm-hmm. It kind of kills the fun a little bit because you're like right there, and you're like, up oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, you want to sit there and you want to have that fight for a little while because that that makes it more interesting and more exciting. Yeah. But when you can when you can get their head up above water and you can mm. slap them across the top of the water, it's like, oh man, this is boring. <laughs> you almost want to sit there and just let them fight back a little like, bit, just for some that fun. Drag a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it kind of like when I've when we've gone out saltwater fishing, and then you know you have line out on saltwater. You, know, oh, you yeah. always have some line. So if you catch something big, yeah, you're in for a fight. You're in for a good one. Uh, a lot of times you got 15 seconds on a bass bite. A yeah. lot of times, most of the time, you know. So definitely catching more brings more of the fun. Yeah. Uh, hey, but that's why we're here. We're we're, we're trying to help you out. Uh, <laughs> Get the find those spots, find those places to fish. I mean, hell, you know, if you fall this year in August, I think you have less of a work to try to go out. I mean, hell, you're already trying to find the most difficult spot to get to. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> spot fish those spots, and then and then just sit there and just throw whatever bait you think is going to work. And sometimes, like you were saying, you whack your rig, your finesse, changing the game up could be a big thing. You know, I, yeah, I was when I caught that when I was when I was out in my own pond. And those fish were swimming past me in my grass. I went out two times that night or that day. Uh, excuse me. Uh, the first time, I think what I was throwing. Oh yeah, drop shot. I was throwing drop shot. All right. I don't know why I went and throwing drop shot. I figured I'd try it out in my pond, but you know, there's limitations with what rigs you can throw, and especially from a, a, the bank. You know, uh, drop shot can be good if you have some deep water. But I mean, I know my pond's definitely deep, but it rises pretty damn quick. I lost two rigs and I gave up on it. I was like, screw it. I got wedged between two rocks or something caught me up. And I, when I'm, I'm more of a power fisherman. Uh, so I, I either 
rip it out of my way, pull it out of the ground or whatever. That's that's my comfortable zone. I fish fast. I fish. I cast a lot, and I'm yeah. just ripping things back. That's my style of fishing. But I'm more of a. Uh, um, I'm not a specialist per se in the eight, in one specific field. I'm more of a generalist. Um, even though I prefer power fishing, I'm not afraid to out and go out and try different techniques. I'm trying, you know, drop shotting. I'm trying, you know, my wacky rigs, which I, you know, I definitely use a lot too. Even though I like to say I'm power fishing, I try, but I, 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 de- I like to try out and see because you never know what's going to bite. And like I said, I was trying that drop shot, gave up on it after I, t- I tied my second line and, and lost it within like 30 minutes. And I was like, okay, something else. Let's go something I know. Let's let's throw a jig, a swim jig, swim jig with a creature bait on it. All right, sweet. sweet. I walked my whole pond. It's about an acre-sized pond, a little smaller. But I walked the whole pond and circled with that thing. Didn't catch shit. And I was like, okay, got to come in. Boy's probably getting up from the nap. Let me come in for a bit. Next time I went out there, I started out with that creature bait. But then, you know, I was like, you know what? Nothing's biting. And I'm using common colors, so, you know. I then changed it up to a uh, a white chatter bait with a uh, chrome head with a small trailer. This is a micro chatter. You know, I wasn't throwing anything big like I was all day. I was throwing something very small, uh, low profile, even hard to keep that chatter bait so light it was kind of hard to keep it deep. Right. Um, so when I got around to the grass side, I, and I cast deep in the center of my pond. Disregarding my own advice, just you know, deep. <laughs> you tend to do that I, a lot. <laughs> I, I do. I, I, well, I, by the time I've walked the whole pond and I'm like still catching nothing, I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> that's bad to do. You know, sometimes you lose focus on what you're trying to, you know, mimic. But I was still trying to mimic it. I cast it deep, and it wasn't until I got right in the grass, and I'm popping it. I'm trying to get it not where it's stuck and I'm not reeling and ripping it because I'm on a light line with this chatterbait and because it's so light I had to throw it on a lighter line to get it out there further. Right. Um, so <laughs> I'm trying not to get it stuck in the weeds because if I know I'm like I'm losing this brand new chatterbait that I just bought literally that day. <laughs> I'm like yeah. I'm going to lose this sucker if I rip it too hard. So I'm popping it through the weeds and then bam hit six feet in front of me. Six yeah. feet in front of me. It wasn't huge. It was about a pound and a half but Still, that was the first bite of the day, and it was on a change bait, white, not even, not even, you know, green pumpkin or anything like I've been throwing. It was white. It stood out so much. But it goes back to what I was saying. It's hot. They're in the shallow grass. They're getting more oxygen in there. My pond has a current um, from because it's large enough that it picks up current from the uh, the wind. Um, that grass line was the shadow spot. You know, that was the, or the shade spot. That was where it was shady. That was where the bait fish are. These are all the examples I'm telling you. You know, uh, that's why I say it's good bank fishing right now. You know, yeah. and I keep saying that. But that's, the, you know, when times are tough and everyone's casting that green pumpkin and stuff like that, and they're just casting it deep, and your friend is out there casting it deep like I did that one time, I mean, maybe think of it differently. Maybe I, I, he's already casting deep. He's not getting anything. Change it up. Change it up a little bit. Maybe flip right in front of you in the grass, punching that weed. Now, I remind you, if your clarity or water is really clear, staying really still, it's kind of hard to do that flipping uh, but and pitching, but stand still because if you can see the fish, they can see you. <laughs> yeah. You are talking about a few feet of water. Uh, so, I mean, if you're going to get really close like that, maybe target grass lines instead of clear rocky edges uh cast further from uh, for rocky edges um if you're gonna fish the lay down you know don't get right behind that tree the tree and you know, again you're you're bank fishing that tree fell down and it has forks so your 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 trees out there and you're casting deep and you're bringing it back you're asking for a, it, it getting wedged in this tree but maybe come right. over here and fish popping over the limbs you know, you, you could fish that same spot, you know, cast over there. That's that lay down. That's a good spot. Yeah. Um, but find those spots that people aren't getting now to is going to be, it's going to be my game the next time I go out and fish, you know, and uh, speaking of going out and fish next week, weekend, actually, we're going to Okeechobee. Yes, we are. Have you bought baits for it? 
not or yet. Or you're just going to use mine, right? <laughs> well, it's not so much that I'm going to use yours. I mean, I do have my own stuff, thank you. Okay, um, okay. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you tend to pick up stuff, you know, a lot more than I do. Um, you know, well, the one thing that I kind of wanted to get into a little bit was, you know, some kind of a... A monthly subscription box or something like that to come in that way I have something you know continuously revolving you know with new baits and things like that the only issue with that is that you know I got a mystery tackle box and I brought that uh, out fishing with me a couple of times and I went through the plastics so fast you know it was like all right well now I have to wait another 30 days to get a box you know, and that was a little bit frustrating, you know, not to talk smack about them guys or anything like that, you know. Um, it's definitely very lucrative for them, and, and, you know, you never know. Maybe one day we could get into something like that. You know, PB Bates could, you know, potentially go that far and, and do something like that. Um, the one thing, or something like that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll gear it towards the month. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I did want to talk about a little bit was, uh, the fact that, you know, I've, I've been out there bank fishing for a very long time. Um, when I lived in North Carolina, exactly. Uh, (laughs) when I lived in North, when I lived in North Carolina, I had bass boats, you know, I, I've been out there and, and fishing and, you know, match the hatch and all that stuff as far as the colors and all that kind of thing, you know. Here, I've had boats, you know, as far as saltwater and things like that. Never had a bass boat. I mean, we don't really live in an area where a bass boat is really that necessary. Um, no, there's a few freshwater areas in our area. Exactly. I mean, out in my area, it gets a little bit more, but even in comparison to other parts of the country, it, it, yeah, it's harder to get out on freshwater than it is to get out on saltwater right, by far. Right, but the, the the one of the things that I wanted to talk about was, you know, there may be some new fishermen, some some young amateurs or something like that that are watching this video that are, you know, or listening to us or whatever the case may be, um, you know, that are unfamiliar with the top water bite. Um, you know, I've been out there, I've watched the Oscar fish, you know, out there gulping for air and and trying to get you know, bugs and stuff like that on the surface. I've watched the kick lids out there trying to get the bugs off the surface and stuff like that, you know. I just wanted to mention, when you're fishing during the day, and this is in particular to the night bite, when you're fishing during the day, watch those those fish as much as you can because you can sit there and watch an Oscar come up and actually gulp air, and you can tell the difference between an Oscar coming up and gulping for air or whatever the heck kind of fish it's called. I call it an Oscar because it looks like a sucker fish to me. Um, but, you know, they, they come up and they make like this <gasps> kind of noise, mm. you know, when they when they come up and, you know, whether they're feeding or they're, you know, gulping for air or, or oxygen or whatever the case may be, knowing the difference between that and a kicklid coming up and eating, and a bass that's actually on the topwater bite, because a bass, I mean, you know, as they don't go. as they no, don't go. no, it's almost it's almost like a shotgun going off when they mm-hmm. come up and they take that bite off the topwater. So, you know, I just wanted to put that out there for a lot of the amateur fishermen that are coming into the scene and and that haven't been doing this as long as we have, and and you know we're, you know. There's still a lot for us to learn, too. You know, I'm not saying that we know everything and that, you know, I definitely don't know everything. I know you feel the same way. So uh, I just did want to mention that to, you know, some of the younger guys that are and, and girls that are coming out there in the scene. And, you know, my girlfriend, she just started fishing herself uh, since she got with me. And, and uh isn't she beating your personal best she has beaten my personal best actually (laughs) she's actually my personal best i think was like three three and a half like i said and hers i think is like four oh so i she's yeah so yeah she's yeah that thing was massive if nobody if if 
If you haven't seen that, you can check that out on my Instagram. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that thing was freaking huge. Um, but yeah, I just yeah, wanted I mean, to throw that out there for the for the for the newbies and and kind of try and help them hard. out. It's definitely hard in these pressured months to go out and fish and feel like you're not catching anything and to be distracted by those fish gulping or like those bait fish hitting those water mm-hmm. for those bugs. It's definitely distracting and, and, and almost it's, you know, and I mean distracting as you can be out there just casting nothing, nothing. You hear this and you're like casting out there, but nothing. And you're like, what the hell? Is this, this is the wrong bait. You know, you're targeting the wrong thing, you know? And it's frustrating. Yeah, and it is. So, you know, a lot of times, I mean, I do pay attention to things in the environment. Like, you know, if we're out in the open water, birds. Birds are a good tell of bait fish, mm-hmm. right? And if you're going to fish deep, and if you have a boat, that's something to keep your eye on, you know, besides what I just told you. Because the information I told you is actually year-round. Yeah. I mean, you think, you know, okay, uh, oh, it's winter time. you know. It, that might be the exception when it's snowing, but for us in Florida... Um, it's almost year round that information. You're still going to be looking for these points. You're still going to be looking for the bait fish because, after all, the bait got to, the fish got to feed. Yeah, you know? and you know, oxygen levels may increase and decrease. Um, but even in the winter, I mean, I go out and fish uh, uh, Copeland a lot because that's just my neck of the woods. But I don't know how many times. Every time I go out there, I'm catching them towards the shore, whether on boat. I mean, with that exception of that one, remember we were out there and I cast that nine-inch worm out in the center and let it sit there. And meanwhile, I picked up another pole and was fishing and fishing and fishing. And we're like, okay, let's move. And I really okay. missed. Okay, hang yeah. on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me put this in perspective for the people that may be watching and listening. This man is a fish-oholic. He's throwing out... Okay, first of all, the, the very first time that I went fishing with him we were I, I think we were saltwater fishing uh down yeah. down at uh the causeway islands and uh the fir- very first time i go fishing with this man he's got a bucket a large tall bucket with about what do you say about 12 rods in it oh, yeah. he's got all the gear he's got everything no boat but just all loaded up in the back of his pickup truck and I mean, when he gears up, he gears up 100%. And when we went out to Okeechobee that day, he's throwing this this way, he's throwing it that way, he's throwing it behind him, in front of him. <laughs> it's it's absolutely insane the way that you fish sometimes. But sometimes that's the way it's got to be. Sometimes you got to fish yeah. that way. You know, if you're gonna if, if you're gonna catch, yeah. If you're going to catch fish, I mean, uh, if you're going to catch fish, you're, you're going to, you know, sometimes you have to throw, you know, three or four poles out at a time. And, just, you know, I did it myself. You know, I, I typically only fish with two rods. I got my, my uh, uh, spinning rod and my baitcaster. And I was, I've been out across the street here where I live throwing the spinning rod and then, you know, throwing the baitcaster and just bumping each one. You know, being a finesse guy, just bumping, 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 and one, I get that one good hit, it's all like done, quick on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, one of them got it, and then, you know, I tried to double up at the same time, because I watched a a fishing YouTuber one time do it, and I was like, man, this is going to be fucking sweet, but how the hell am I going to reel these bitches in? (laughs) Off the hip. Exactly. (laughs) So, but but we can get in my tackle one other day, but yeah, I uh, every week I, I dedicate money to it. And like I said, I'm a, I'm always I, sometimes if I'm not catching stuff, I'm the type of person like all right. For instance, I've done it. You see me a lot. You'll be catch. You'll be slamming fish, and you're like, "Why don't you throw on this? It's catching them." And I'm like, "No, nah, man." <laughs> it's like I'm gonna try this. I know. <laughs> because half the time, you know, it, fishing for me is so fun that. I don't care if I don't catch anything half the time. I like trying new things. I just showed you like two rigs that I homemade. Like, I don't even know if they're out there. I mean, one of them is. Actually, one's a Tokyo rig or a punch uh, punch shot that I made homemade. The other one, I had an idea from something you showed me. And I'm like, I, I think I could make something like that. So, yeah, a lot of times I'm out there just trying shit. And is that the, is like that the one with the shark wire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slips, okay. Through, the worm yep. slips. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Um, I, I might, I might grab that in a bit. Where's my poles? But <laughs> I might grab that in a bit. But um, 
Yeah, a lot of times I I enjoy just trial and error. There's I love having a pond in my backyard, and I know that's not for every you know not everyone has that. But a lot of times I go out there and I'll just put like six six uh, feet of line out, and I'll I'll see how a bait works, how it swims, how it moves, how uh, what can I improve this? How uh, you know? Because at the end of the day, I'm trying to ultimately try to find and mimic what's in reality. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, again. That's very like back and forth because, like I said, I just I I have very dark pond and I threw a white bait and caught a fish on it, so mm-hmm. it, it can go both ways. But a lot of times I'm just trying things out and seeing if they bite it, you know. And who knows? One day I'm gonna find this secret that just kills it out there, you know. Yeah, and yeah. That's that that's to me is what makes it too, you know. Besides just catching that one fish, trying and being inventive and creative and and i'm always doing research always looking things up i'm like i don't know how many things i how many forms pages i read per day any break that i get or downtime my mind's on fish yeah you know i'm definitely addicted to it and if you see my tackle box you you would understand (laughs) it's insane You want me to reel that bitch around? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, run and grab that bait real quick so you can show you know what's going on if you want to. Uh, we got oh, yeah, about yeah. we got about ten minutes left. Uh, I do want to get into kind of who we are and and uh, let the people know you know what we're all about. So well, why don't you run and run grab to that? that? And I'm gonna grab my stuff. Okay. All right. All right. So. Basically, uh, Ron and I started a company company called uh, PV Baits. It's Personal Best Baits. Uh, it is a full-on legit company. Um, we are eventually would like to process um, or get into the process of making our own baits and things like that, which would be really really cool. Uh, again, you know, some kind of monthly subscription box or something. Um, but basically, we just sat down one day. We had a couple of beers, and and we came up with this idea of, you know, let's start a bait company. You know, so we're getting to this point now where, you know, we want to get ourselves out there. We want to, you know, show people who we are, and and you know, throw our name out there. Get 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 ourselves a following, and and get to a point where we can open up our store, open up our online store again. Um, you know, a lot of things have been affected by COVID, you know, having issues with getting products and, and, you know, you know, a a couple of our distributors and things like that, you know, we couldn't even get fishing poles because, you know, the manufacturers weren't making them. So that's kind of what we're, what we're getting into as, as far as, um, you know, a, a business and, and trying to put ourselves out there. Um, as I said, it's it's personal best baits. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find myself on Instagram uh, as well as Facebook. Um, we do also have a group page called Tackle Your Personal Best. Um, you're more than welcome to join there. It is a, a public, public form. Yes, yes, it is a open, uh, an open joined group. Uh, where you can just jump in there whenever you want to. We have we talk about a lot of different things. We post memes, we post videos, fish you know fish pictures and stuff like that. So you know it's a really good thing to to uh, to jump into and actually you know m- meet people, network, find people that you know could potentially be your friends for you know the rest of your life. So. That's kind of where we're at with that. We want to see your personal best. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we we want to we want to see what's out there. See those. See, I want to see those monsters. Monsters. (laughs) Monsters. I do got to share the snook that was caught in my pond. Oh Um, my goodness. I still I still don't believe this shit. Thirty-four inches in my freshwater pond. It's huge, huge. Uh, My, uh, I did not catch it. I'm not going to claim I catch it. I did not catch it. I didn't know where the bitch was in there. And neither did I. <laughs> uh, a friend caught it on a saltwater lure uh, that I didn't think was. <laughs> I'm like, what are you throwing that for? There was no saltwater fish in there. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a massive snook in there. And I'm like, oh, that, that, 
All right, cool. Um, all right, so going on to the bait that I... Oh, well, first, before I go on to that and talk about... Woo, fishing pole. Um, remember, I, I talked about changing it up. I don't know if you could see that very well, but that's that white micro chatter bait. Little small head. That's white. And that's not pumpkin green. That's what I caught that bass on. After in that, in just that simple change of the game, um, that different presentation, uh, smaller. It, it probably went after this because it's an easy thing to eat. You know, there and it wasn't going to be too much, too much for it to go for. I mean, I really dragged it right in front of its face, and it's like, huh, okay, that's different. You know, so that was what I caught that on. Um, that little pound, and I should post that picture. Not a huge bass, it was like a pound and a half, uh, something tiny. Um, I do have bigger ones in the pond, uh, but that's what uh, they all say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this rig, I mean, you should look it up definitely. If you have a lot of grass, um, I'm throwing an experimental bait on it, but if you have a lot of grass, it's kind of a uh, it's almost a variation or a change. I don't know what came first. Was it the Carolina rig or the Mojo rig? But you don't hear too much about that. Um, it's a finesse style of a Carolina rig, essentially. It's um, right up my alley. Yeah, 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 I know. And it's perfect for gliding right over gra uh, grass. Um, and I thought of an idea of making a bait that moves a little bit more. And we're all used to the Texas rig style, and the Carolina rig definitely utilizes the Texas rig, but instead of the weight being right at the end of your hook, it's a little bit further on. Now, a mojo rig is a pegged weight. I do have a little slide and with some beads to make some noise, sort of like a Carolina rig does. That does not call for it. Um, it's just a pegged rig, so I can slide these stoppers over and my weight will not move. Um, but this is that bait that I was talking about. I, uh, I don't know if you could see it very well. I put the hook in the center. Now, I could have used a mosquito hook or anything like that. This is this simple, uh, I think it's a belief, the uh, 2-aught EWG. Um, with a twist lock right here so that my bait worm can move a little bit more free. Um, and this thing does definitely snake. When you jerk it hard, it coils up. And the bait has enough elasticity that it will stretch back out. Elasticity. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> um, tongue tied a little bit. Too many beers. Um, <laughs> I did get some nibbles on this. This is only a couple days old. Uh, I haven't had enough time to try it. Um, I'm going to definitely play around with the worm selection. This is a uh, uh, black and blue with a blue flake in it. Um, but I was getting some nibbles. Uh, I can feel that there were smaller bites. So I'm probably hitting some Mayans, some bluegills or something like that. Um, I didn't get the target fish that I was looking for. But to, we are both, you know, in a sense, laborers. So I found a way to reutilize some of my old uh, work work boxes. <laughs> yeah, and that's my tackle, and it is literally filled. I, I don't, I can't fit much more in this. <laughs> I'm gonna have to upgrade. Uh, but hang yeah, on, so hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He brought this to my house the other day, and let me tell you this much. That thing, when he says it's literally full, it is full to the brim. There is nothing else that you can fit into it, and every box has something in it. Uh, I have... Talk about prepared. He said about the first time we went out fishing saltwater. Uh, we're both military, and I, I'm, I, I still live that motto, always be prepared, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, they don't mean over-prepared either. <laughs> no, I am definitely always prepared. There's an umbrella on this. <laughs> There's an umbrella. All right. Uh, yeah, I could use it to sit under, but it was mainly to keep water out while I'm opening these boxes. Um, but I have literally every way fish in this box that I can think of that I could, I've seen. I mean, there's probably other stuff out there, but I am talking drop shot, finesse, uh, Ned rig. It, it, this, the list goes on. Punching. I have a box filled just with hooks of I don't know, hundreds of dollars of hooks. Hundreds of dollars of just hooks that I've accumulated over the time. Oh, goodness. It's ridiculous. 
But that's why I like I love experimenting. I'm always trying something new. I will see something, I'll read something, and be like, hmm, let me try that out. Uh, so that's why I, I kind of class my. I, I'm definitely a power fisher, um, but I don't limit myself to that. Uh, and in for you new guys that are 15 or ladies, um, the best suggestion you don't have to be like. You don't. You definitely don't have to be like me. You know, just go out and buy a ton of stuff. Especially when you're starting off, you don't know. You can watch a ton of YouTube videos. You can read a ton of stuff, and they're all going to tell you generally almost the same things. But you know, the, you know, the same colors fall. You know, match the color. Blah 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 blah. Um, but there's just so much out there. Simplify it. Uh, you know, of course, go stick with a with a worm. A Texas, rig, a Texas rig on a, with a Senko is going to work year-round. Um, how effective per month is going to vary, but it's going to work year-round. Uh, my suggestion is to start that simple. Get yourself a rig. Get yourself That rig, a Texas rig, will work on so many baits, but get one rig and practice it. Get comfortable with it. I started off power fishing. That's why it's my fallback. You know, um, you started off finesse fishing. That's your fallback, you know. Um, you're going to find some, find something or read something that you're going to be comfortable with and get familiar with it because that's going to be your fallback when you're trying other things. You know, so start simple, start small, practice it, uh, get familiar with it, get used to the feel, um, and then work from there. Hey, booger. My cat booger. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, you know, Talking about me, you know, being a finesse guy, I have one tackle bag. I keep all of my baits in there. I keep all of my hooks. It's literally, I don't know what, what would you say, probably a foot long, probably 10 inches wide and about 8 inches deep. That's all I carry. I carry two rods and I carry that. And then the only extra stuff is like uh, if I want a chair if I want my cooler, and um, the other thing is, uh, I keep a a, a a line spool box with me that keeps all my you know when I run out of or if I break off or something like that on my fluorocarbon, because I use braid and I use a fluorocarbon leader, um, I keep that with me just in case I have some kind of an issue with my line. But aside from that, that's all I have. You know, I, I'm you know he's. He goes, you know, to the whole, <laughs> almost to the extreme of things, as far as what if, what yeah, if not exactly, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. You know, that's that's your style of fishing, and there's nothing wrong with that. If if you know, to anybody that's out there, if you've got the financial means to do it, then by all means, go ahead and do it. Try all those different baits, you know, try all those different hooks. Get the expensive ones, get the cheap ones. It really doesn't matter. Um, you know, as long as you're out there, you're having a good time, you're enjoying what you're doing, and, you know, even if you're not catching fish, you know, to me, who gives a damn? I'm out here, you know, whether I'm out there with Ron, or whether I'm out there with my girlfriend, or whether I'm out there with my dad, whatever the case may be, I'm spending quality time, even with myself, you know, sometimes you need to be alone. Sometimes you need to take time for yourself, and, and exactly, you need to sit there and you need to reflect, you know, de-stress, whatever the case may be, you know, that's the biggest point of it all, you know, regardless of, of how many you catch or how big they are or whatever. I mean, I've gone out, caught one, you know, probably eight-ounce fish, all for probably over the course of four hours, and been content with that, you know. Yeah, that's a little bit of a bummer. I wish I would have caught more, but I enjoyed myself. I was I was out there. I was by myself. When you're not you know. catching those fish, when you finally catch that big one, how good do you feel? Oh my how good goodness! Do you feel? It After is day to day, day of not catching shit. You hit that big one, and you reel in, and you're like, they enjoy escapes your body vocally. Exactly. Here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. That's for sure. So, uh, you know, it, go on to what you're saying. It's just having fun, having fun no matter what. For me, it's definitely getting out of the house. Uh, you know, I have a young one. I have a ten-month kid. 
um, and little boy, and um, I'm married as well. So, it, you know, mowing the grass, my peace of quiet, um, going out and fish when I can, be quiet. You definitely fish more than me these days, uh, but I used to fish every day afterwards. I kept a pole and a tackle bag in my truck just so when I got off of work I could go fish before going home. You know, but I definitely miss those days. And uh, but now I cherish the times I get to go out and just sometimes and not hold myself to the expectation of catching versus just enjoying the environment, uh, the, the space that I'm in, and the mind space that I'm in. It, it, that's really the fun part of it. And definitely landing that big one too. But all those times that I don't catch something and when I finally catch that thing, because it's not, it's not going to be every day that I go out and catch something. You know, it's not like, I, or something worth it, let's just say. Yeah. You know, I, I, might, yeah. I might catch something, but it's not, I'll be like, oh, okay, this is, there's been times where I'm like, oh, I catch a little one pounder. I'm like, why even post it? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But still, you caught something, and, you know, something is always better than nothing. I mean, that's always been the saying. You know, that's something that I've lived by. So, um, but at, at this point, that's about all the time that we have. Uh, we're running on about an hour and five minutes here. So, um, definitely anybody out there that's watching, uh, follow us. You know, follow PB Bates, uh, follow Tackle Your per Personal Best, subscribe to our channels, you know, get on our groups and things like that. You know, we're always on there. We're discussing different things. You know, we're always talking about different techniques, whatever the case may be. And also follow us and even sign up on our, on our website uh, for emails to check out and see when we're going to be posting updates on our website. It's uh, www.pbbaitswithaz.com. That's www.pbbaitz.com. Um, you can check us out there. Check out updates for when our site will be going re, you know, re going live again. Um, and and you know we'll have all kinds of different things on there, different baits and stuff like that. So, um, Ron, as always, it's it's been. It's been real. It's been, it's been, it's been fun. It's been real. It ain't been real fun though. <laughs> no, no. Not with you. No. <laughs> I have more fun looking at my tackle box. Oh, shut up! <laughs> All right, guys. Maybe actually, that'll be the next video. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a tour. A tour of the tackle box. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, we'll catch you next time. Yep. Later. All right.